It's shooting the shit with Trigger Mike and Hoodlum. We're live, good sir. Uh, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm all right. Today was the Monday. It's the Monday ever. I just have to say that. I know. I can. I can feel your your pain. And uh, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely a Monday for the books. That's for sure. Um, how was your How was your day today? What'd you do today? How's work? Oh man, work sucked as usual. It's going to keep sucking, but you know what will make me feel better? Talking about awesome flashlights? Everything. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go in a bit of hoodlum's well, domain wait, today. Wait, before we get started, let's all have a huge round of applause. Because today we got someone to take an oh, O-light off their uh, gun. <laughs> uh, so you're just going to start shitting on me this early oh, in yeah. the episode. I exactly. thought we would be... Like 30 minutes in? No, definitely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are we are here. We are going to shit on the fact that we took an O-Light. Actually, we're not going to shit off the fact because we're going to be good about it. Uh, we took an O-Light off your gun. Uh, and we put on a Cloud Defensive Rain Micro. Um, I recently got the regular size Rain that's going to go on my 12.5 uh, FBI HRT build. Uh, that's pretty dope. Um but I will say, uh, without a doubt, um, Cloud Defensive makes some of the coolest lights. I've got Malkoff devices, which I talk about in every episode, which are fantastic. And Malkoff, if you want to you know, give me a sponsorship, by all means. Um, but I talk about Malkoff devices. I talk about Mod Light, and I talk about Cloud Defensive a lot. And I had a Cloud Defensive for T&E for a few months ago, about four months ago, and I had it for a whole month and it was the best light ever. I had some financial stuff come up so I couldn't buy the light from them at the time, but uh, I was able to buy it now. Thank you to Brownells for being awesome. And uh, hopefully I actually got approved for an affiliate link with them. So hopefully in the um, in the podcast description, you'll find an affiliate link for Brownells. So if you go buy anything at Brownells, it helps our channel out here. Uh, but anyway, Getting off of that, um, the Rain Micro, what, 1,350 lumens? What does your box say? You I got know, it. I know mine's 1,400 lumens. Yeah, it's. I think it's 12 or 13. Oh, 1,300 lumens, 55,000 candela. Mine's 1,400 lumens with 60,000 candela. So I have the normal size Rain. You have the Rain Micro. Absolutely. But the Rain, the regular Rain is humongous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and then you have the regular rain. Yes, I do. And I'm the rain micro. Who'd have thought? The black, the black guy is the, the smallest man. one in the room. The black man has the smallest light. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you from Nigeria, though? I know. What, what, that means I'm blacker than black. That's what that means. So this is, this is actually truly sad mm-hmm. now. So what made you go with the... I want to have a quick sidebar real quick. What made you go with the rain micro? So, you know, when you get out of... Uh, Let's say budget range, because this is yeah. not a budget light. Um, when you get out of shit range, which okay, is okay, okay, okay. So, so, so that's the way this episode is gonna go. <laughs> You're the one who decided. When you get out of budget range <laughs> with a lot of these, uh, you know, lights or different parts that you want to put on your AR, you kind of gotta do a lot of differentiating between the what do we want to say industry standard light. Mm-hmm. If the military adopted it, that does not mean it's the best. No, it means that it's the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, I guess if we're talking about lights, we're going to start off there. So uh, I guess the Scout, that's that's the industry standard light. The Surefire Scout. Sh- yeah. Surefire Scout. All right. So what do you like about the Scout? Is Nothing. it is it the brightest? No. 
Is it the toughest? No. Is it the most modular? No. So it's just like, okay, I started saying, yeah, the military, don't they run the Scout? <laughs> they run the M600. Yeah. Exactly. So they Not run even a, the DF, the M600. So they run a, a Surefire. So in my mind, being a veteran, I said, well, it's definitely not the best out there. Let's go look at some other options. So you had Mod Light, Stream Light, Cloud Defensive, which is, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of a newcomer to the premium light game, right? They've been around for a while. Uh, they've made a lot of light accessories before they made their first light. Mm-hmm. They actually made a light to compete with Mod Light. There was their first light, um, and they didn't release it. I uh, actually watched, uh, listened to a lot of stuff from their owner, Sean, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a light that would compete with the Mod Light being modular, like yep. being able to take the head and put it on a 600 series body or yeah. a 650 series, or, or I'm sorry, a 600 DF series body. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Hoodlums Gun Bench, Hoodlums underscore gun underscore bench at YouTube, and uh, just uh, watch all my light videos. I go into a lot of nerdy detail about flashlights, um, but okay, to continue, um, the 600 series light body, which is the E series light body, which is what that Monkoff has, um, they're a thinner light body. They run dual CR123s, or you can run a 16650 rechargeable. Um, Great flashlight body for what it is. Uh, the the problem being that um, there it's an it's an older technology. So they wanted to compete with Modlite in the eighteen six fifty realm. So Modlites run on the eighteen six fifty batteries, while the E yep. series runs on the smaller batteries, the one twenty threes. So with that being said, the cool part about the rain is it's in a it's in its own category. It's what I would consider like an all-in-one light. Um, mm-hmm. Their older generation heads were a lot yellower, uh, but due to co- coronavirus, um, they had a lot of changes. So now they're, the, as you see with my series head that I mm-hmm. have and the head that you have, mine's more yellow. Yours is more white. Okay. Um, so it's a, you have a newer generation head. I have the older generation. All right. I mean, I love the light. The composition and the build, I mean, fit and finish... The form, the look, I mean, it, it's tough. It looks bomb-proof. Um, it does fit on a scout mount, so it doesn't have a bunch of proprietary parts that'll deter a lot of people, you know, that want a little bit of modularity or gonna, if you do change your mind and want to switch to a different light. I'm going to just intersect. There's almost every light on the market now. It runs on, run a, scout a, scout mount? Mount? Yes. on a scout mount? So, yeah, I was just that. When we talk about what I was looking for, that was pretty much it. So, you know, it's just hey, it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's it stays the brightest for the longest. Yes. So yes. the eighteen six fifty will run two hours. They say constant on. This is what they say. I haven't tested it, but it will run two hours constant on. Um, the uh, eighteen three fifty, which is what you have, will run forty minutes constant on. Awesome. Well, I really love it. So shout out to Cloud Defensive. If you want to throw us a shout out or some more free lights, we have a lot of builds coming up. So we yeah, will I'm, run them. I'm, I've got a 12.5 HRT build coming in. Um, I'm running my Midwest Industries Night Fighter Rail right now, but we're going to be changing to the OD Green 11.5. Uh, I'm sorry, the 10-inch uh, so Federal Rail. Let's talk real quick. What other lights have you ran on a rifle? What are the lights? I what just, other lights? I yep. just said that. So... Yeah, you've ran a lot of Malkoff. Malkoff, yeah. Mod Light, Cloud Defensive. 
I don't run a light because I drive so loud. so we know. I'm sorry, I phrased that wrong. We know what because uh, you have a lot of premium lights or what people. Yes, call. I don't. Here's the thing. I want the light to turn on when I need it to turn on. I've had the problems with O light, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not picking on you now. I'm picking on O light. <laughs> I've had the problems with O light in the past where I go to turn on an O light and it doesn't turn on um, due to battery issues, due to switch issues, due to internal issues, due to overheating, due to whatever. The, um, I've had a lot of. Um, I've had a lot of O light products that are now only administrative lights like they will not go on a rifle i i will take the shittiest streamline available to put on a rifle before i will before i will even remotely consider um an olight gotcha so if we wanted to talk about so we talked about premium lights if we want to talk about budget streamline all right so even we're not talking about uh handguns today but even in the handgun that Budget light that you expect to work, I would put stream light in that category. Budget light that I expect to work that's not going to break the bank, but will always perform. Mm-hmm. Streamlight. Streamlight. Never, I have that gets my vote. I have a streamlight up here somewhere, um, but I actually the first couple years I owned a rifle, I had it in. I actually made a video about it the other day. I had it in a uh, uh, Magpul um, D ring mount, and I ran that light for two years with a two chamber muzzle brake. Um, and that light, tough. That light is good. It's a, it's like a uh, HLX something. I can't. I don't know. I'll find it real quick. Somewhere around here. It's all good. Awesome. So we got premium lights. We like the cloud defensive, the Malkoff. Hoodlum definitely loves the mod lights. He's the first person, honestly, that I could see that had a bunch of them. <laughs> he had a bunch of. I had my lights. Four. I'm down to two and a half. Half because it's modular and you can separate the head and the body and use it. Well, no, because I have a PL three fifty body. Okay. And you can run the light heads from Mod Light on there, but I have a tan and I have a black, and then I have a black Gen one head, which was their first series head. It's the the serial number zero zero eight zero, and then this one is an OKW. I had a PLH, I had a PLHV two black and a PLHV two tan, and I sold both of those because I didn't like the PLHV twos. Um, I want Candela. I want to be able to see as far as I can with a rifle. Um, so why the hell am I going to? Um, hmm. All right. Why, so, why am I going to run a Why am I going to run a rifle like that's not rifle capable? Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. Rifle rated is that the other term? No rifle capable. Like if your if your rifle can shoot two hundred yards, you you should be able to see two hundred yards. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like I I I don't. That's why I don't get people who have the. Surefire Scouts or the Odins or yeah. things like that because, I mean, shit, you 50 feet away and your light's done. So what exactly is that component? It's Candela that... Yes, Candela pushes it. Lumens is how bright it is. Gotcha. So we've gone over lights. We have a bunch of nominees for premium brands and Streamlight for the budget but works brand. Mm-hmm. So let's move into handguards. Well, Geisley's an asshole. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. He doesn't like Bill Geisley. No, Bill Guizley is a dick. Um, you buy a three hundred fifty dollar rail, and he can't bother to include a barrel wrench. Um, so that's the part that I like. It is a good looking rail. I must say this. It is a phenomenal rail. It looks um, it looks good. It's gonna be dope as shit on that twelve five. But um, I bought the Mark IV Federal rail. It's a ten inch rail, um, but it's a three hundred fifty dollar handguard and. Uh, 
you, you can't even put a, a barrel nut, your proprietary barrel nut that you have that only works with your shit, you can't mm. put a barrel nut wrench in there. I don't know. To me, it kind of pisses me off. Gotcha. Um, but I will say, if you're looking for best bang for your buck rails, uh, the Midwest Industries Night Fighter rail, probably one of the best rails I've run. It's slim, mm. lightweight. It works. It's got seven-sided M-lock. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, and it is night fighter capable. So if you if you are on a budget because you bought your Peck Four and your night vision, um, you know, slap a night uh, night fighter rail on your AR, and you can go to town. It'll hold zero all day long. Awesome. Uh, I would say for budget, I would just say arrow rails. No, I've had them before. I would not say arrow rails. I don't like arrow precision's rails. Their mounting system is subpar. Um, they have a tendency to shear bolts. Um, I, I again, again, if it's what you can afford, run it. I was gonna say if it's, if it is what you can afford, run it. Um, but you know, as I said, like with Hollow Suns, like back in the day when Hollow Sun first came out, they were a garbage optics company. Now they have made something of themselves. Yeah. Um, Aero Precision has kind of changed with their M4 E1 upper with the integrated barrel nut. Yeah. Um, that has kind of changed the mounting system, so it's gotten a lot better. Uh, but the original rails that they had were pretty terrible i mean they're 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 i just find that people especially people trying to get into the building business you know what i mean they kind of stray they're not looking they they definitely won't buy a geisley right off the bat right uh, so unless you're some of our friends that we know who are or well yeah but he's he also he has a pretty beautiful looking collection yeah, he buys all guys. Yeah, he, he buys, buys all, all guys. guys guns, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to look at it like, well, what makes these rails different? So, it's good to get that knowledge out there that, hey, you know, but no, I do know Aero started off, you know. Well, Aero started off in the aerospace industry. I was going to say, they weren't, they weren't even a gun company to begin with. No. They so, they had a, a learning curve. That's where uh, Aero came from. They, they were... definitely, <laughs> they definitely make a lot of parts now. So, I would say that's a good starter to mid-range. I will say the only worst company out there, and I'm I'm partially picking on you for this, um, the only company that's worse than Aero Precision in terms of uh, 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 pivot and takedown pins is Strike Industries. (laughs) Um, And the only reason why I say that is because they're always so fucking hard to undo. Mm -hmm. Like their springs are way too damn big. And they don't need to be that. You always got to take off like two to three rings on their springs um, when you install them. And I don't know who thought of anything at Strike Industries, but they can't polish metal to save their fucking life. So um, if I were you, if you're going to buy a decent set of takedown pins um, that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg, uh, 2A Armament, CMMG, some of the cheapest you can get is CMMG. And it is, for some reason, the most fantastic pivot pin and takedown pins i've ever put on a gun um and it's done it continuously um they're not like the smoothest but they work they're not obnoxious and uh it will it will stop clicking (laughs) sorry i keep playing with my new light (laughs) um because it's sexy but they are they are some of the smoothest um pivot pin and takedown pins you can have but go ahead what do you have did you check out my, just really quickly, this is a sidebar. Did you check out my uh, sites there? No. Good, because they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, oh, you're running MBUS Pros. I'm like, man, no, those shits are fake. Those they, are polymer. They're exactly, they, they make them in metal. 
can tell from over here. <laughs> That's so funny. Although I am, I'm kind of a huge gun nerd, so. I'm actually going to take them off because they can't even co-witness. So unless I break the optic. But that's pretty cool. That's so um type of handguards that I've liked um in the past. Faxon, they don't make a you know a bunch of different ones, but I've ran the stock one that comes on their ascent line. So I have that. Um I think it's a 10-5 or a 9-inch. They have a 9-inch rail that comes on their ascent pistol mm -hmm. and their ultralight. So what are we looking at? Do you like any kind of light um handguards? I know you don't like SLR. I love SLR. I hate the way they look. I hate oh. the way SLR's handguards look. Um, but if you're, I mean, lightweight, like, like, is cost not yeah. an option? Like, cost is, is, is cost, like, we don't care about No, that that's kind of up there, too. They're, the, I would say 100s well, they're, are, they're, well, yeah, 100s are starter. You're going to pay as much for the carbon fiber line from Faxon as you're going to pay for a geyser rail. Oh, Absolutely. So I mean, but carbon fiber rails are expensive. Yeah, but they're. Well I haven't worth seen it. affordable one unless you have. Uh, there's a company that's making them, but I'm pretty sure they're not real carbon fiber. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I was looking at a, it was like it was like it was like 190 bucks. For, yeah, I was looking a, at a 16 a inch, inch Lancer, the that that was on John Wick's, uh, John Wick three Parabellums MPX, mm -hmm. like three nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, but so, that's real carbon fiber. Yeah, no, no, I mean it's real. I'm not, yeah, but that range. So I haven't seen any rail. So the Faxon light rail in that area too. So real carbon fiber, it's pretty expensive. It's gonna run you. And if you want a carbon fiber rail, you know I was gonna run PCC matches. Um, that's so that was the purpose of that build. Uh, SLR does make they put a lot of lightning cuts and they make a lot of yeah trim. It's a lot of trimmings inside of their handguards, which makes it lightweight. I ran um, 14, it's, they call it 15 inch, but it's 14.87 inches on my PCC to make it lighter. You know, they cut the middle of the picky tinny out to lighten it up a little bit. So I would look into SLR for that lightweight stuff. They're not, they're not, I don't think they're aesthetically pleasing. The like Aeronox. There's a company. There's a company called Aeronox, and I think their rails are hideous. Um, they're probably the most functional rails. Um, seven sided M lock. They're good to go. They have built in stuff. They're not super expensive, um, but they are hideous. Like they, to me, they just are the bastard redhead stepchild of the rail world. I think they're ugly as sin. But there are people out there who love them. It's like people who buy the Noveski Flaming Pig muzzle device. Mm -hmm. That stupid fucking blast forwarding device. That is the stupidest fucking thing you could ever put on a gun. The people go and do it, and they buy it. And you know what? I, who am I? It's not my gun. I wouldn't put it on my gun. But if you want to put it on your gun, who gives a shit? You know? They, it all depends on what... That's why it's like, you know, guns are subjective. You yep. know, what really matters is what barrel you're running, what bull care group you're running, does it shoot, can you shoot it? Those are the four things, you know, does it work and do you work when you shoot it? That's good advice for people that want to get into rifle builds, because... You know, gun industry at the same time they're trying to regulate it, it's blowing up. I really, and I really will say though, the only exception to that is Bear Creek Arsenal. Do not buy a Bear Creek Arsenal barrel; they are the worst. Barrel? Barrel, yes. <laughs> it's like I have something from them. I think it's a cover for my optics. Yeah, whatever. 
uh, it's probably going to break. Um. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the only ones that make uh, LPVO optic cover. I think it's Bear Creek. I could be misspeaking. Oh, but Butler the, Creek is what you're thinking. Oh, damn, Butler Creek. That's what I was like. Butt Creek. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Take that back. Yeah, Bear Creek Arsenal, BCA. Uh, Butler I've Creek's had, all right. I've had a couple of things from Bear Creek Arsenal. I had a 6.5 Grendel that I ran for a while from Bear Creek Arsenal, and it took a shit on me. I broke extractors left and right on that gun. God damn it. Always uh, breaking something. I know, right? Um, I had I had a 5.56 build. I broke the bolt twice on it. Um, literally sheared the bolt at the uh, where the camp pin sits. Uh, twice. I uh, got a barrel back from them because it wouldn't shoot. Got it back and the barrel extension was loose. Um, had to send it back. They sent me back another one and uh, that one wouldn't shoot either. So I finally sent it back and I was like, look, I don't run whatever shitty weird ammo you put through here. Um, I think they said it was 67 grain, blah, blah, blah. It was what they test theirs with. And I'm like, well, fucking, I'm not buying that. <laughs> um, so... It is what it is. Um, I run a lot of steel through my guns. I have Roscoe barrels. I mean, what barrels do you run? You run. I've I've only you've, run stock. You've never you've never built a gun, have you? I have built one. I've built a few, but um, oh wait, that AR nine. Uh, yeah, and they usually just get end up getting sold. <laughs> but um, no, I, in fact, you're right. I have never built an a five five six AR. Anything other than an AR nine. I build handguns primarily. Yeah, you build those weird SIG things. I can't. Yeah, so, but I'm going to get into the rifle build game. What I can do is build up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can buy expensive shit to build up my rifle. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving on. So this is actually, this next particular topic, I know a lot of you are going to want to hear, especially if you're just getting into the business. You want to know how to build your own rifle. This one you're probably going to want to listen to. Optics. So we've ran on this show a lot of optics between the two of us, shitty and good ones. We've run other people's optics. We've ran our own. We've broken a few. So let's talk about red dots. We're going to go through a few red dot sites. Budget, hollow sun, high end, aim point. That's actually a perfect, perfect synopsis. Damn it. Damn it. It's like, what else do you say other than that? But on red dots, a budget. So we're talking strictly about budget this, proven. This is excluding holographic sites. Okay. So we're even going to go through holographic. No, that's a different story for another day. You don't I like mean, holographic sites? Okay. Holo- holographic. Um, EOTech and Vortex UH1 Gen 2. So I'm going to take back. So I actually have Holosun on the holographic too, but I'll tell you why. EOTech's battery life sucks. So does the Vortex. Two. two uh, you don't, you, on the holographic hollow sun, you get the solar panel. What holographic? The HS510 is holographic. It is? It is. Would have never known. Oh, okay. And the, the one Jacob Chow had on his MPX, holographic. Is that a In close, that's the 512. 512. Oh, yeah, 512. Okay. So those two um, perform, I, I would say, perform on the par with the red dots. Okay. Extremely durable. You drop your rifle, scuff them up. They won't lose zero. And so those are holographic sites, and they have way better battery life okay. than the Okay, so let me, let me explain this with a caveat. I have a green dot hollow sun and a gold dot oh, yeah, hollow yeah, sun. Yeah, yeah. I've had to send back my gold dot four times. 
I've never had a gold dot. I told you I didn't even know they made gold dot until I saw your gold dot. I thought your red dot was messed up. <laughs> no, so I've had to send it back four times. One, the turrets wouldn't track. Like I could not zero the gun at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, you move it left, 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 and left. It would, just, it would uh, still shoot in the same point. Like it would, it would print on paper, and it was, it was close enough for home defense, is what I would say. Yeah. But on a hundred yard range, I was nine inches to the right, and I didn't want Yikes. to go that far. Um, was that the dot or the just the construction of the optic itself? No, it just would not move to the left. Oh, gotcha. It would not move to the left. Um, it was on their stock mount too mm-hmm. before I bought the reptilian gotcha. mounts. Um, so. It would not move to the left. So I sent it back. They sent out a new one. Very fast customer service. Uh, shooting, 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 shooting. And then one day, literally, every time you shoot, the dot would just dance around. Inside. Whoa. Like, it was literally, like, all over the place. Um, the mount on the inside where the LED sits had just come loose. So every time you were shooting, it, the dot would just bounce around. Um, so then that was a month after owning it. Uh, sent it back. Uh, they sent out a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Um, no issue there. They actually, they actually accidentally upgraded me to the circle dot. Oh, they, they did it on accident. I don't think they even knew it. Um, but that, that one couldn't, I turned it on, went to pick it up the next day and no dot change the battery. No dot change the battery. No dot. This is the gold dot. This is the gold. This is the gold circle dot. Like nothing. I didn't like even know they had gold with, circle nothing. dot. Yeah. They have gold. They have, GU. That's what it is. Yeah. So they had that. And then that didn't that crapped so, out. I sent it back, <laughs> and they and they they sent me a new one, like like a brand new one, and it was the original one that I'd had, like like not the original optic, but the original just plain just dot. regular. And they were like, here. And ever since then, I haven't had a problem. I've run it for almost two years now. Awesome. Well, uh, we just have testimony that the gold dots suck. <laughs> so honestly, I don't know. Green Anything dot. about the gold, the green. So I was going to say, we can. There's something to be said about that green dot. It is getting rave reviews out in the wild. Different people run them. I actually ordered. That's a lie. I ordered five red dots today <laughs> from Hollow Sun, but those are. I'm sorry. Four of them are for sale. One is for me to put on my Walther PDP. I'm taking that uh, ACSS off. I don't need it. How much you sell it for? What I paid two forty. Flat. I wish I had two for you. Buy from me. But um, yeah, I was gonna say it's for beginners who like need to put their eye on. It's it bothers. No, I actually like the Chevron. I was gonna say, well, no, I actually like the Circle Dot better. I like the Chevron. So, cool. or but maybe it's because I'm used to. It makes to. me feel like I'm in Call of Duty. Ah, that's true. That's true. But I, I'd like it better on a rifle. <laughs> I wish it was blue. I want someone to make a blue dot. No, no, no blue dot. I want someone to make a blue dot. I think that'd be no. cool no, because when I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> They have the they have the blue chevron reticle. Dude, well, yeah, cool. You know what? Don't knock it to you. I guess I won't knock it till I try it. But they're going crazy with these colored dots now. But the green dot, it actually, um, if I can remember correctly, the green dot doesn't. So they advertise a certain battery life, but because the green light emits Brighter. differently, yeah, it emits differently than the red. It'll actually last way longer. Yeah, I think they say something like 70,000 hours of battery. Yeah, something like So that's in, incredibly cool. So when we're talking about um, optics, now, yeah. Real quick, caveat. I would not leave your battery in there for that long. At that point, you are going to get a fucked up battery. Exactly. Um, replace your batteries here. Once a year, exactly. <laughs> replace your, so I, this is why I don't know why everybody's so crazy about battery life but i will say that's the actually the reason why i don't 
recommend the EOTech. Like it's it, the EOTech is really a uh, if you want to stunt for the gram and you want people like not to talk about you, get an EOTech. Spend all your damn money on it. Add the magnifier too if you really want to be high speed, and nobody is going to talk about the the mount the optic that you're running. Yeah. All right, but the funny thing is, and this is the funny thing, I have an astigmatism. What about you? No. The I actually so EOTech. Today, real quick sidebar. Today I went to the eye doctor, and I've been having trouble seeing distance. Like been having trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, no. The doctor told me I have twenty twenty vision. So you. So what you he have told me, No, what he told me was that my eyes were better than 2020 and I'm now getting used to seeing what people who have 2020 vision see. He's like your eyes are just catching up. You're getting older. You're going to get worse no matter what. And I'm like <laughs> He's like no, you just have really good vision and now you don't. The, the welcome to the real world. Oh, that's funny. Cuz you do he literally So so the funny thing is the same thing happened to me before I started wearing glasses. My glasses are to fix my astigmatism. Mm-hmm. So they were like you still have 2020 vision. It's just the bad side, the, the deteriorating side. He's like, and with the astigmatism you have with like this thing from being at the computer all day and my mm-hmm. job, this thing with blue light that causes, I get this like, it, it's almost like I'm woozy and I'm drunk mm-hmm. where the things will just kind of blur out for a second and then come back into focus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, something's wrong with my eyes. They're like, nope, still 2020, just, just the terrible side. <laughs> no, dude, so I it's mean, weird. that's the thing is he, I told him, I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like, I can't like. Like the Geisley Super Duty thing up there, I, I could I could I used to be able to read the serial number on there, but now like it's a little fuzzy, so it's like I'd have to like squint my eyes a little bit to read it. But oh, you know what? These are HD freaking glasses because it is clear as day through my lens. <laughs> yeah, so so that's what I'm saying though. It's like I used to be able to read stuff just like play, that because these are we have sort of the same eyes. No, we don't. Oh damn! Okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? Never mind. It it depends on the eye too, because it could be one eye that's throwing all your vision off. Yes, it's my right eye. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, mine's my left eye. That's fine. See, but I'm left eye dominant because I'm left hand dominant. Because I'm left handed. Because I'm better than you. It's okay. That's what that means, everyone. <laughs> so we went off topic. But yes, uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. You were talking about. No, optics. we're just we're just saying hollow sun for your. Red dot optics. For budgetary so. needs. I'm going to be getting either a T2 or a Comp M5 here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the Aimpoint Pro, but an Aimpoint Pro with a decent mount mm-hmm. is the same price as a T2. So with a with a cheaper mount, like with the reptilian mounts I yeah. run, an Aimpoint T2 will be the same cost. Gotcha. So at that point, I'm like, fuck it. I'll We're actually going to get into optic mounts after. Okay. And... So for those of you who are trying to get into the gun bit game and you're trying to build your rifle, all that aim point stuff he's talking, don't listen because that's for they're that's, an eight they're an eight hundred dollar. <laughs> that's a premium brand. Hollow Sun is entry level, and if you really want super entry level, that's built. You know what? I'm gonna because he he's not gonna do it. Primary Arms makes to me what is excellent entry level and dare I say mid grade. Um. Sure, optics. Someone's got to buy it. (laughs) So, you know, you won't be disappointed as far as will it work? And they have a lifetime warranty. So that's really what Uh, I look for. Only on their mid-level, their mid-tier. Their their low-tier stuff, it's not. It's not lifetime warrantied. Everything I've ever gotten from them was lifetime warranty. Then you didn't buy their budget. I was about to say, then maybe I didn't buy the budget. Uh, 
Because <laughs> if you go like with their LVPOs and stuff, if you buy like their SLX brand, none of it's none of it's. Don't put that. I'll put that on there when we're done. <laughs> no, I was gonna forget it if I didn't put it on there. That's not the right. It's size. it's not even right the right time. No. So all right. So, um, LPVOs. Don't you, buy them. You only have one. I don't have any. That is a low power variable optic. No, that is a four to sixteen, sir. That is a mid tier optic. Low power, not low grade. No, no, no. It's a four power to sixteen. Oh, okay. It's a long range optic. That's oh, a, okay. It's a sixteen times zoom. That's a primary arms up there. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So LPVOs. In fact, I'm gonna give this award to for well, we're talking about the budget. Optics, I'm going to give that to uh, Primary Arms. They're actually rated over the Strike Eagle by well, many people. Uh, well, 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 Some people think the Strike Eagle suck. It's, it's got awful. Uh, I owned a 1-6 to six Strike Eagle, and it was yeah. the shittiest so, optic I've ever owned. I think there are more rave reviews, because I actually have people that own these. I own one. A bunch of my buddies own one. The SLX line. I don't think I'm misspeaking, so... Primary Arms SLX 1 to 6, the SFP, which is second focal plane, or FFP, first focal plane. I've had both of them. Uh, the ACSS reticle, th I would say for newer shooters, it's the easiest reticle system to remember. They do have yeah. the more complicated, the ACSS Raptor. Oh, okay, yes. The ACSS reticle system, yes. So they have more complicated, they're Griffin, they're Aurora. Yeah, those are... You know, big boy stuff, long range, um, people who run more like the Razor. That's when you get into that Griffin reticle. But the ACSS Raptor, excellent entry level for you to understand bullet drop compensation and those things that you'll be learning, watching on YouTube, etc., etc. So I'd look into that to start off any rifle build. If you want to run an LPVO, you want to have an etched reticle. So that's a big thing. Um, when we talk about etched, that means that whether the light works or whether the battery is working or not, you will be able to see. It's put in the glass. Yeah, exactly. A reticle in there to aim. And that is why a lot of people run uh, LPVOs, low power variable optic, those long ones with the scope mounts. And I, what I did forget. So let's talk about what's the gold standard. So let's go on. Let's give a one premium. Well, a premium optic that doesn't cost you a lot of money. The Vortex PSD Gen 2. That's why I told you not to mess with it. Uh, the Vortex PSD Gen 2 1-6. to Good Lord. It's like telling my daughter not to do things. Daddy! <laughs> um, but no, the Vortex PST Gen 2 1-6 to is the cleanest glass, clearest edge-to-edge. -edge, actually beats out... The, uh, what's that other one? The one razor? to six. The razor actually beats out the razor in edge-to-edge -edge clarity. Whoa. And the razor costs a double, lot of money. Double. The razor is 1200 This is 600 Stop it. Just leave it alone. Damn. Because it's going to get picked up on the microphone. That's true. <laughs> awesome. So we went over budget, primary arms, and... Mid what's the one? Mid-tier is the uh, PST Gen 2 Vortex. Oh yeah, yeah. That is a good mid tier. And what do you mean? What do you talk about uh, premium? 
Uh, the I would go the Vortex Razor one. To 10. Razor. Razor Razor one to ten. Razor one to ten. We shot that on a star. Six. Not the one to six. The Razor one to ten. Um, the only reason why I would even say it is because it has the one to ten. Um, but I will say the eye box on ten power on that optic is shit. Um, hell, even at one power, it's worse than the <laughs> it's worse than the Razor. Um, and the Razor has a terrible eye box on it, even two power. Like on one power, it's all right, uh, but it go, when you go into when you go into the eye box on the PST Gen Two, it's like triple what the Razor is. So that's why I say if you're gonna buy a if you're gonna buy a one to six and you're stuck on one to six, just spend the six hundred dollars, go get a PST Gen Two, awesome. which can be had at Brownells. Cool. And just for you people that don't know, on certain rifle builds, usually on your short barrel. Maybe your PCCARs, those type of things. You can also run pistol red dots on a like a Scalar Works mount or on a rifle mount. That's getting pretty popular to do if you're if you want to keep things consistent, I guess. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're building a pistol AR, you're wrong. Um, don't do it. You're just gonna end up divorced, broken, homeless. Um, your wife's gonna cheat on you. Um, are you You're, talking about pistol caliber? Yeah, pistol caliber ARs are terrible. <laughs> They're the worst fucking things on the planet. Well, um, I'm building one. That's why he's he just whispers. Your wife's going to leave you for a younger, sexier, blacker man. <laughs> no, she won't. <laughs> now you're giving me anxiety. <laughs> My worst fear is being on child support. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm already on it. You're I'm okay. going to be fucking depressed. <laughs> Stop it. That's all it's my gun buying money. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? This is another time and day. But if I get divorced, my kids are living with me. Hey, man, I feel you. Um, I wanted that, too, until the court system told my ex that she could get more child support. Anyway, um, what I will say is when it comes to uh, LVPO, LPVOs, low-power variable optics, um, buy what you can afford. If you can afford the Strike Eagle, sure. Um, or just don't save up the money and buy the PST Gen 2. It's literally double the cost, um, but it's a 40 times better optic. Awesome. Let's talk about optic mounts. Reptilia Core is really good. Scalar Works, I don't have any experience with them. Um, Aero Precision makes some good ones, and ADM and Midwest Industries all have fantastic low budget mounts. Um, Scalar Works are almost double the amount of money. Um, Absolutely. So, if we want to talk about, I'm trying to think of an actual budget mount, but let me just say you can find a bunch of budget mounts out there, Fortis. Um, primary arms make some budget uh, mounts. Midwest, Midwest, Midwest Industries. Industries. If you're looking for like the 2.26 optic height mounts, Midwest Industries night vision mounts, um, they're all 2.25. So they are literally one millimeter less than the 2.26 that Unity Tactical has. They are the almost identical and they cost half as much. That was a $180 optics mount from Unity Tactical. It's yes. a $79 optics mount. Oh, I mount. thought it was like $200. Some, well, it's a two hundred For no, the magnifier, right, the right. flip-to-center magnifier is $200. Right. Bucks. You're right. Um, but the optics mount for just their 2.26 with the built-in integrated iron sights. Don't you have one of those? I did. I got rid so, of it. Sold it. Fuck that. <laughs> Shit. I've seen that around here. One, um, one day. Yeah, it used to you used to be on my on my rifle. I I liked it, but it was not worth it was not worth what they're charging. Like, no, and, I, no. and I know, and I know, and Unity it, it's is still a, crazy on Big Daddy Unlimited. That's why I was like, well, Unity is a fantastic company for a lot of things, but their optic mounting system with their flip to center magnifier, 
if you don't have a T2 and an aim point or, or a G43 uh, magnifier, the, don't buy, don't even buy it. It costs more than the Optic. Yeah. It, it, you're, <laughs> you're red dot. You're looking at a $450 mounting system for your optics. So it's like, why put that on a hollow sun? Absolutely. Why even, why even, it, it, it was pointless. You don't need it. So they are, I can't even think other than the brand that you named, anybody that goes up to 2.26 or, you know, that height. I will say SLR Rifle Works, I've had two of theirs now. I had their lower one third mount and their, now I have the 193 on it and it's solid. I haven't lost zero. Um, Two nice little screws in here goes right into the Picatinny. I run the Reptilia Core. And this is the two T2. So yeah, it's held up really nice. Um, the T1 and T2 have the same mounting platform. Uh, I, I, and the Comp M5 have, all have the same mounting platform. Nice. So yeah, and but you know, the nomenclature is different on people's. Some people will say T1 and T2 like it's different. They're, when they're, they're telling you what it is. The T2 to. is the second generation of the T1. Yep, but it yeah it takes all of those yeah. ones. Yeah, so it'll go. It it'll mounts right into yeah. my Hollow Sun HS five hundred three G ACSS. So I have the ACSS Hollow Sun running it on my pistol. That's the one with the lights and the BDC um, light only. So no etched reticle in there. This has a BDC in it. Yep. Oh ew. No, I like it. And then you have the negligent discharge collector. Already. We'll talk about that soon, but it's not new. <laughs> you want to know? All right, it? optic mounts. No, what? You said a geyser? Yeah, what trigger is it? Uh, that's a CMC combat curve. Oh, okay. But we'll get to that, too. All righty, so optic mounts, you've gotten the business. We've talked about this before, but not specifically on what we have on our builds. So safety selectors. I... I have a POF that like, I enjoy. I was going to say, we, we, if you're talking about safety selectors, you're probably going to have to just make a category called other than Radian. <laughs> oh, well, uh, here's the thing. I have a Radian on my 12.5, but I also have a POF 90 degree safety selector, and it's Ambi. Now, people do this thing where they have to have a short bar on one side and a long bar on the other because they have to... I don't know why they think that that's ambidextrous. It's not. It's stupid. Um, they sell it like that. That's how they sold it to me. Yeah, it's dumb. And I think it's stupid. And the only reason why they did that is so they could make money. And I thought something was wrong. I was like, what the... No. So, so I think the short one is the one that I can flip on one end. And the other one is the long one. So yeah, the short one over here is fine for me. Like, it's okay. Well, you're left-handed too. I'm left-handed. Um, but the, my, my issue with this... Is that people think that it's harder to run a 90 degree safety selector than it is to run a 45 degree safety selector. It takes the same amount of force. It takes it's, the same yeah. amount. Like there's no difference. And it's actually a flick. The, the funny thing about the 90 is that when when I started to think about it, it's almost like you discharge. your. If you're flicking, you stop the flick at a 45. Yeah. So it would just go to 90. Yeah, it would go to 90, no problem. And that's the part that that bothers me with a lot of these people out here. Like, look, I want it to be a 45 degree, blah, blah, blah. I have a 90 degree selector on my Brownells lower, and that is probably one of the best selectors I've ever ran. And it's a POF. It is a plain and simple, I think it's 38 bucks. Mm -hmm. It is one of the smoothest, it's smoothest, smooth as this. It's a $45 safety on the Radiant Raptor. Stop it. 
All right, I kicked it by <laughs> It is a forty-five dollar selector on the uh, on the Radian, and then you go eight bucks cheaper and you get a POF, and it's a ninety degree equal on both sides. People think, oh my god, it's gonna hit my knuckle and it's gonna be uncomfortable. I really want I really want to say when you're shooting your gun, when you are when you are getting to the point where you have to use this for self defense, what part of self defense is going to be comfortable? And, and I really want to know at that point, when are you going to go, oh, you know what? I need the comfort right here. <laughs> I need the comfort right I mean, where I take my safety I completely said off. that backwards because I'm looking at it now and my long one is on my... Uh, left-hand side. Yeah, on my left-hand side. Because you're right-handed because your thumb goes over yeah. there. But but that's what I'm saying. It's like, th- like there are people out there who will give you all sorts of mumbo-jumbo bullshit in this gun world. And it's like people who bitch about me having a cack brace on my gun <laughs> when they're like, oh, I need, I need, you need to have an SBA4. You don't need to have an SBA4. You don't need it. I just wanted it. Yeah, you want SBA3 it. SBA3 would work. A PDW would work. A, a cack brace. Cack brace. A <laughs> Magpul brace. Shockwave. A, like all those. All those are, the. the I mean, you go from no, a $40 honest, okay, brace okay. to a $140 brace. Okay. I was, I will say this though. Uh. The cack brace hurts like a mother. <laughs> so there is a there, you don't need it, ladies and gentlemen. But we have a bitch in the building. Once you're, you, I don't, I really don't care. <laughs> so the funny, funniest thing about it is that what's what's what are these words they use to describe people all the time? Like, oh, LARP and this, that, and third. It people who build their rifle like comfort is a part of the game. If something is uncomfortable for you and your body composition, especially if you're like, let's say, somebody who's been to war or you've done. Certain things that it's like, hey, if, if it's comfortable for you, your rifle setup should actually be comfortable for you. The length of the handguard, the rail scales you're using. Oh, yeah. Let me add that to the list. But those different things should be comfortable for you. So I actually look at um, that shoulder aggravation that I was getting from the shockwave. Not your shockwave. I, I personally had one on, it, on an AR-9. It came on my Foxtrot mic. you're running a... Fucking AR9. That's your first way, problem. Either way, it it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. So no, I, I I will I will I will agree to 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 you in this in this so, one point that the shockwave is not the most comfortable thing in the world. But I will tell you right now, you train with it, you use it, you run mm-hmm. it. It's more comfortable than getting shot. And what I liked about that is that you could see I had the adapter to add my bipod on here. So twelve five is right around. It's it's pretty much the same as sixteen. I can hit. The same area, you know, mm-hmm. 200 yards away with my 12.5. Um, SBA4 is great for cheek weld. So if that's something that means something to you, if you're never going to shoot at long distance, so this is what I shot last time I went to that, you know, 200 yard range. So I was like, it's great for a cheek weld. Shit, we can take it. We can take this out to four, 450. Yeah, we, no problem. We, we probably need to try that. I, I can tell you right now, I will. I will pop this thing out to 500 so yards. So like a right around Christmas. Are you going out of town? Uh, my daughter will be here at that time, so she can come with us. Yeah, I don't mind taking her. She'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no five five hundred yards on a twelve five, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, shit yeah. on a six. Now I'm guy. starting to think. Why do I have two of the same rifle? It's stupid. Let me just. What do you have? I have a sixteen inch as well. <laughs> I have the sixteen inch as well. All right. It's not where he wants it to be. No. <laughs> Bolt catch. Not whatever this garbage thing is. No, it's not garbage. So, phase I have five. the Phase 5 V3 ambi- 
Ambi bolt catch. Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing that should be in your trigger guard is your trigger. No, it that works. It. it works perfect. All right, sure. Tell a bunch of new. My reloads to are go. fast. So the funny thing about it is that he won't admit it. People, he won't admit it. Last time we were out, I beat his time on yeah, because you cheated. on a one on one. I didn't you beat. Cheated. No, 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 no. I didn't cheat. The one thing that I did notice, and I was listening for this, was uh, bolt release. And I released my bolt a bit faster than everyone else, but it was because of that ambidextrous bolt catch. That I, I still put rounds on target faster than you. No, no, no. I beat your time. No, you didn't. I, like I said, everyone, he won't admit it. He won't admit it, but I did beat your time. And it's because I dropped the bolt faster. And it was because of that. It's the same way everybody has to bring their thumb up to touch that. I don't ever bolt release. All I have to do is swipe down with my I'm right index. I'm, I'm left. Whatever you did, I did it faster that time. That's this all I'm is, saying. This is what I do. So, put it's magazine release, bolt drop, back on trigger. Wait, where does your mag release? Oh, your mag release is on the other side. Over here, mag release, bolt drop. Trigger. Oh, so is that? Can I actually switch that? No. It, does it have to be built like that for you? Yeah, pick up my gun. Okay. You have a no. You you pause the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. We're pausing. So we're back. Okay. So he had to just learn what a left-handed shooter has to do uh, when when they have to reload. So I have a forward controls design magazine release. I run a standard ping pong paddle bolt catch and the radian selector and all i do is drop my mag hit my ping pong paddle and i'm back on cheater my gun with lefties one, are cheaters one finger so he wants to talk about my like you know pseudo bad lever device no and he's you, set no. his whole rifle up to cheat the game no, he's I'm, already a lefty I've his set, hand is already already on the bolt uh release when well, all of us are changing mags cheater and I still beat him. You did not beat me. I, just that one day. I didn't say I beat you in all time. You don't beat On me. that day, I you, had faster I must time. have had a really slow you know what? at that point. You know, it's my fault. It's my fault. This is why you get evidence of such things. <laughs> and I will have it next I've time got, we go out. I know I've got three or four videos on here of how many times I've kicked your ass at that. You yeah. know, it was even worse when I had my K arms lower. It was even worse when I had my K arms lower when I had that when I had that billet lower that was had that fire magwell. Dude, I had I had one point one second reloads. You um, had you had you don't have it anymore. I have it on my KP fifteen, oh. which is great, which I'm going to run for my thirteen seven. But um, on my on my twelve five, this is just a standard. I mean, Geisley doesn't flare their fucking yeah. magwell at all. Not at all. You got to buy the little flare. No, fuck that. I was going to say, who's going to do that shit? Not me. Nobody. Um, I'm not running. What do you got? On what? You you you're running this uh, negligent discharge collector. Yeah, it's a phase five V three. Um, I like it. No malfunctions have happened. The only thing with the um, I'm running an IWI Zion fifteen, the twelve five model. I had to order these special shims because you know it, anything you put in there that's not the traditional bulk catch can get a lot of play. Side to side, right to left. So oh, I had to add shims. I wonder if maybe you shouldn't get it. <laughs> I had to add shims in there. Oh, hey, everyone, just so you're aware, um, when you put anything other than your trigger in the trigger guard, you end up being at a very high likelihood you're going to negligently discharge your weapon. And uh, I've seen it happen at many, many competitions. And in fact, there are a lot of competitions 
nationally where the bad lever is banned. Oh, well, I don't run that in competition. So you run it, you run it normally. Yeah. Yeah. But not in competition. Okay. I want to, I want to put you in a competition with that and see how many. No, I have the same one for competition for two. I want to see how quick you can in 16. Uh, in 16, I have the regular. You run a three gun rifle? No, two gun. Oh, okay, three gun rifle. It's set up for like three gun, two gun. So you saw, you've seen my sixteen? It's yeah, set no, up that heavy three fucking gun. gun that well, I'm lighting it up. I took the light off. I thank took the, God. I had the uh, I, took, I had a few things on. I can't forget. Fucking Jesus! The Harris bipod that he had on the thing weighs like half the weight of the moon. Um, you had all sorts <laughs> of other shit on there. Yeah, I took all that stuff off. Thank God. Bullshit. Anyway, uh, what else? What else we got? Because um, you we got stock. What are your fa- What is your favorite stock? Uh, my favorite pistol brace because it's cheap, and I'd rather spend money on quality gun parts. Would be the Shockwave 2.0. That is your favorite. Yes. We're, you're not joking. Thirty eight dollars. I can spend money on this whole gun. Okay, I'm not so spend money on stock. I'm going to interject here, ladies and gentlemen. If you love your shoulder, if you love your body parts. If you don't want to end up in the ER or I'm sorry, in the orthopedist talking about my shoulder hurts when you're 60 and I feel like and then and they're telling you that, oh, you wore away the entire bone in your rotator cuff. How about you get something with a little bit of rubber and cushion in it? Because this guy obviously doesn't care about his body parts (laughs) or his health insurance. What's wrong with this? That thing will eat your shoulder. Tell you what, don't put the blade in your shoulder. You're supposed to put this part in your shoulder. This part right here. Either way. Actually, technically, is, it's not that supposed is, to be shown I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is hard polymer. So I my favorite, aesthetic-wise and function, is the SBA-4. I will say, the SBA-4 aesthetically looks better than this. Yeah. Uh, but That's a given. Functionally, they're the exact same. Functionally? No. Yes. You I have a better... Say, no, no, no. Feeling I know. I, I, and I'm saying I'm disagreeing functionally. Functionally, oh, I have more slate grips. You can have those shits. You don't, I don't like use them. them? No, I don't use them. I have the shorter ones, though, if you want. The one the one panel ones? No. Two panel. That, that's three panel. Yeah, this is three panel. Okay, I have two panel. I have, two. I, have, I have some two panels right there, but yeah. I like them. All right, I'll bring them because I was just looking up the other day. What the fuck am I going to do with these? All right. And what was slate I saying? Slate grips, now? if you want to sponsor me, I run them on everything. Thank you very much. Uh, Fuck, what was I saying? <laughs> You're talking about uh, how much you liked. Yeah, the but no, SBA functionally, four. cheek weld. No, it runs way, no way better. So even on my SBA three, which I, I had on every everything that I have an SBA four on, I had SBA three, and my beard would get caught on the SBA three. Well, yeah, because the SBA three is garbage. Yeah, so for if you if you're going to run your twelve five, you're going to shoot from distance. You want to put your cheek there. The SBA four has a great cheek weld area for that and it didn't catch on my beard or the cat shockwave 2.0 so i'm so pissed that he keeps saying it that we're gonna move on <laughs> but if you're talking about hey. rifle stocks hey. uh magpul of is probably where you're gonna end up anyway b5 i will tell you this though there is one there is one that i did like and it's not popular i believe they were at shot show 2020 showing off their um Stuff didn't Shot Show twenty twenty get canceled? Twenty twenty one got canceled. Oh okay. Shot Show twenty it was called Thrill, T H R I L. Their CCS stock, 
I ran that on that PCC nine. That was a that was and I put a lot of rounds through it, taking it to taking it to the shoulder. But yeah, taking that impact, <laughs> <laughs> taking that impact to the shoulder, that rubber, you know, the butt pad on it. I was like, okay, it's a lightweight. I might even consider putting it. Now that I think about it, yeah, I'm gonna change that out and put it on my sell my stop sock mod stop and put that one. My on. My bad, y'all. My bad. I did not mean to do that. So yeah, that thrill CCS and the grip. The grip was pretty cool. I don't do but, anything with. Um, the B5 is the most expensive stock you're ever going to catch me running this B5 stop, stop mod. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 50-something bucks. Uh, so, no, I remember we looked it up. It's like 90. No, no, no. The, the SOP mod. SOP mod is the one that's expensive. Okay, so the B5 regular one. Yeah. That one is fine. The SOP mod is stupid expensive. Um, but I got SOP mod. But I don't, I don't run that. I'd rather run the key arms lower if I'm going to run a regular lower. Um, and then uh, what else? Not a whole lot of stocks out there that I would run. No, I was just saying MacBill, SCR, CTR, and you like the Mo. Yeah, Chill the Mo because it's cheap. Um, but that's why I like the Shockwave because it's cheap. I don't want to spend a boatload of money on a stock. It just doesn't. It doesn't appeal to me. If I have to spend more than fifty dollars, it's it's a Gucci item at that point. True. And, and I just don't. I don't think that it's worth it in your overall shooting experience. I'd rather have a good gun and a shitty. That's stock. excellent. Good good advice. That's actually good advice. Because most uh, people just need to know what's... Uh, well, well. here's the part that bothers me. Industry most standard. people will buy a $100 stock and put it on a $300 gun and go... <laughs> that's that's pretty terrible. And I, they do that shit. And I'm like, you just have a $400 gun now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, if you have something that you're really running and it has a functional... Pre- if, you, if you have a BCM or a Daniel Defense or a full Geisley automatics uh what's their lines super duty <laughs> yeah super, super duty. duty line and you have a high speed stock on there that's gonna make sense but if you're running a radical firearms yeah and they're not bad <laughs> they're not the greatest they're not the great but no you know what let me, let me just say because we haven't even talked about that if you i found radical firearms to be a if you want to tell people what's their first rifle to get and you don't they don't want to break the bank they make enough yeah. rifles with okay parts for me to say that's where people well, should start. Well, I have a them and Grid Defense are two of the low tier. Like they're 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 banging it out against each other. Radical Firearms and Grid Defense are like head to head. I have this. I have their sixteen inch barrel on my wife's gun, and that thing runs like nobody's business. It'll eat everything. It's not overgassed. It shoots standard military like two MOA uh, M M one ninety three. Gotcha. That gun shits and gets, but the problem that I have with it a majority of the time is that I, I, it's not a precision gun. It's a it's a war gun in in, mm. in the accuracy department. Gotcha. Um, but I build that gun too. I mean, I I don't I've never bought a complete AR fifteen. Oh, I have. <laughs> That's all I've done actually. Well, you pay an excise tax if you buy a complete AR fifteen. It's an excise gun tax you pay in most states, and I believe Texas has it too. Um, it's an extra tax. You probably wouldn't. Where? You probably wouldn't even see it when you buy a complete firearm. It's in there. Um, you can check your receipts. Um, in most states, I believe Texas is also one of them. I think Alaska, Arizona, and like Wyoming are the only three states that don't have it. Oh, 
Um, That's interesting. But Texas loves taxes, no matter what they tell you. Texas loves taxes. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. So, I don't know what this guy is talking about, but, well, you know. Have you seen the Texas tax code? I, I take that back. Texas does have a unique housing tax. Or, you know, what do you call it? Mortgage tax. They may or, not charge you income tax, but they I find was a like, way to get it from state, you. <laughs> I was going to say, without taking my income tax from the state like Virginia does, it just makes it really attractive or to California, move here. California, 13.2% yeah. in California. Income tax? Mm-hmm. What? No wonder they're a socialist they, they want to They want to move it to 14.4%. They have a bill on the on their house floor in California right now. It's like to move it up to like fourteen percent. Cheese and like rice. That. It's dumb. Um, that's a that's a story for another day. Gavin Newsom's a tyrant. Uh, what I will say is probably one of like the nicer budget firearms would have to be radical firearms or grid defense. Both nice. of those grid or ghost firearms. They call it ghost ghost guns or whatever. Um, so triggers. We talked about this. Briefly before, but let's just talk about what we're running. Don't buy a CNC. Good. Don't buy a CNC because that doesn't exist. CMC. Oh. <laughs> CMC. Okay, I may have said a different word. CNC, I meant CNC. machining. Uh. <laughs> um, CMC triggers are not the best. Um, there are literally. I don't. Yeah. So so no, that's an interesting statement because I wouldn't say they're the best. So many people love them, but for... I love them. I love them. So, I think your they gripe play, was the ammo, right? They play so much on that Texas thing that it drives me nuts. I mean, but that's most Texas companies. Yeah. Even if I wanted to get in their ass like about it, firearms. I'd be like, that's most Texas companies. that Made in Texas. They don't say USA. Texas. Texas. Made in Texas. Where good old racism is. <laughs> Man, Texas, This and I'm black. As we make a note of every show, <laughs> Texas, in at least, I'm sorry, in this part of Texas, is less racist than most of the places. Virginia will give Texas a run for its money any day. Yeah, so will California. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I don't, I'm and, not a big fan of CM, CN, CMC triggers. Uh, I think that they could definitely step up their game uh, in terms of spring weights and things like that. Um, ALG Defense is definitely the hands down, probably the most bang for the buck trigger you're going to get. Um, I do like LaRue, other than the fact that he likes to report his, um, allegedly likes to report his uh, employees' birthday gifts that he gives them to the IRS because um, he's a fucking animal, apparently. Well, he also has to do that. No, he doesn't. He does? No. No. Birthday gifts? Yeah, he gives his employees birthday gifts and then goes and reports to the IRS. Wait, wait, wait. But what I'm saying is <clears throat> he gives his employees bonuses? Um, I believe I believe he gave an employee like a gun or a lower So you do know I own a business, right? Yes, but you can also and be like, hey, I gave my employee a dollar gift. You can't do it. Why, why not? Because that's how people launder money. And? And end up in trouble. Okay. Well, let's not even use my business. I receive a bonus every year from my job. Uh-huh. I don't even look forward to it because it's taxed. Yeah, it's fucking 40 Last something year, percent. it was 5%, which was like, oh, I did a dance. I shook my booty and was like, I'm buying a fucking staccato. And, and then, then I you said, come to find out that you it's can't even. taxed 30%. 34%, sir. Yeah, and then in my head, I said, well, why don't they just 
Just give it to me on the sly. They can't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. They they can't do that. So as a business, as the business itself, it can't do that. But he as an individual could. And not under business funds. So that's what makes no sense to me. Is is there are ways around everything. The rich do it all the time. Look at Jeff Bezos. Look at a lot of these other companies that figure out a way to skate around taxes. You can't tell me that a fucking business owner can't talk to his fucking attorney and be like, Hey dude, how do I skirt around? No, 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 no. I think it's situational. I know we give a lot of shit to gun companies that don't do, you know, the things that we want them to do. But outside of being super two-way, making the masses happy, if you're trying to stay in business, oh my God, you better listen. He probably contacted his <laughs> accountant, you know what I'm saying? No. But I mean, attorney. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here, or, or maybe not really. Maybe you're the devil. I don't know. I he does have devil. a cherry carpet. I don't know. I am the devil. I've been Remember skeptical that. for a while now. I have a what now? You, you have red hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should see my pubes, dude. They're pretty Ma- red No. <laughs> no. Before people turn to this show, like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? But we were talking about triggers. So I run CMC. I have a combat curve. Um, in fact, let me just big up that trigger. That trigger has now been faithfully used for a year. And this is on my run gun, my 12.5 pistol. It runs. Um, that particular build. So Hoodlum has some issues with um, what what ammo? I run a lot of steel. steel. So, a lot of steel. in fact, I run. A, I didn't even realize that I run a lot of steel too outdoor. We shoot a lot yeah. outdoor. So that Here's one. The Here's the thing: there are times for brass ammo. Like you're gonna go to war, run some brass ammo. But yeah. if you're out of the fucking range plinking, ain't no one, ain't no one should ever be upset that you're running steel. And if you yeah. are, like I don't get these dudes who get these high ass end rifles. Like Geisley has a chrome lined barrel rifle, and these dudes, are, I can't put steel down there; it'll ruin my barrel. Are you kidding me? That That's chrome that is harder is than the for. steel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, if you're going to run steel, the only advice I would give you is you should clean your barrel every once <laughs> You should run something through it every once in a while. It's really chalky. So, it's, of course, it's not as smooth. And you Take can, some gun scrubber. Yeah, it's like you can feel that. Barrel, but it's going to shoot. It. And if you don't have a rifle that can shoot it consistently and functionally, then damn, that rifle sucks. I yeah. mean, bad. Well, I that, got that barrel sucks too. I got yeah. that ballistic advantage thirteen point seven barrel, and it won't cycle steel. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a uh, what the hell I'm gonna go get a Roscoe thirteen seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a problem with Roscoe's gas systems. Uh, in the beginning, they had issues that they were undergassed, um, but Roscoe was mainly making them to be suppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, now Roscoe, I think, has learned their lesson. Uh, a lot of people sent barrels back. Um, but no, definitely look at what you want and how you want to run it. Um, you will never, you you should not have any issues with steel. You will wear out your barrel a little faster. But as much money as you're shooting, as much money as you're saving by shooting steel, you will be able to replace a barrel, no problem. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, shit, you're gonna have to shoot twenty thousand rounds. That's a that's a lot of fucking ammo. That is that is. For most people, that is a lifetime's worth of ammo. No, it is for most people. For us, I did a count the other day just to say, okay, what's the life? Because this is a bit off topic, but I put a new competition gun together and I shot it. Um, It's the I took a Sig X5 Legion and I sold the stock slide 
in Barrow, and I put a Zev on there. But Zev stopped making that variant. <laughs> so I said, well, damn, I, I sold my extra barrel that I had for it. How am I going to get another, you know, if I wanted the same parts, you know, mm -hmm. match like with like. I was like, well, what what's the likelihood that these parts are going to break, wear out? And then they were like, no, they're rated around 100,000. And I was like, 100,000? I can't shoot that. Yeah, you won't. <laughs> I won't shoot you that won't. in a lifetime. You will not shoot that. It is not like, here's the thing. There is some stuff out there that is engineered for people to do that with. Like, they, they have no problem. Like, if you look at FN, Cold Hammer Forge Barrels, yeah. they will shoot 100,000 rounds before they're shot out. They're the same contract barrels that the U.S. Army gets. So, like, like if you you want to spend $300 on a barrel, you can shoot steel out of that fucking thing for eternity. Yeah. You and I, it'll take us 15 years to shoot 100,000 rounds. That is true. Like, and granted, I got I got a thousand rounds of steel case sitting right here. I got no problems with it. There's 700 in that 50 cal can, and I got another 150 right there. I just ordered some today. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I got some coming from Big Daddy Unlimited. They had $6.89, two, two, three rounds. Thank you. You made a, you made something look like before pre-pandemic. <laughs> I love you for that. That's nuts. Um, I don't like them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> He's going to order it through me. Uh, yep, I will do. Um, now my other thing is, what else are we, what else are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're still on triggers. So if we're going to talk about premium, everybody loves uh, the Geisley triggers. No, I don't. <laughs> I was going to say, but you know, a lot of people do. They love the Geisleys. You want a trigger that works just as good as a Geisley. Go buy a LaRue MBT, two-stage or single-stage. You won't be upset. I did have the LaRue two-stage bow. That thing ran. It did run. That first stage, super silky, you know, like air. Soon as you hit that wall, you're going to, yeah, once you learn and discipline your finger to stop going through that second stage. Wilson Combat. It runs really a good. Two stage trigger that was fucking phenomenal. Actually, uh, Richard has that on his Geisley. Um, no, I'm sorry, on his IWI. And I would take that over any Geisley. Mm. Um,. Timney has a $150 trigger that's fucking wild. I mean, it is it is a single stage, like, split times of 0.2 seconds. I mean, you're looking crazy fast split times. Um, I was looking at... Shit, what was I looking at? There was a... Uh, Midwest Industries now has their, their, their triggers for $150 each. Nice. Um, a lot of good cassette-style triggers... Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're really good. They're shit better than CMC. Gotcha. We already went over charging handles, and we're basically going to say Radian, is, of course, is the industry standard. And PRI Gas Buster. And uh, I'll add one to it because it's going on my AR9. I just ordered it. The Breek Arms Warhammer. Sure. It, it functions. That's all. That's the best thing I can say. That's what it. they're using in the Woolwich Donor Day 2020 gun, which is fantastic, which is why I, I'm not going to shit on it. Um, but it's it's... It seems too big to me. Yeah, it's, it's actually really... It's not... Uh, what's the word? Yeah, the ergonomics are a bit different. Where it's mm -hmm. out there for you to grab, but it's going to catch on something yeah. eventually. Yeah. So if you're running it... Oh, so just a side note, as far as charging handles are concerned, your guy here keeps trying to proposition me for my black Radiant SL. I have a, I have a tan one. So there you go. There's the tan. A little greasy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you restarted the episode, 
and then said the words, it's a little greasy, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just for He's you. He's referring to a charging handle. All right, so we left off a charging handle. Uh, we had some technical difficulties there with all that fun stuff. Um, so uh, coming to it, uh, we are now closing out our episode. So yeah, I have the uh, SL Radiant Raptor charging handle. Um, I'm getting the uh, PRI Gas Buster Ambi um, soon. So I will be trying that out. I've been wanting to try out a PRI for forever. Um, I like the original Gas Buster, but I'm left-handed, so I need it to be Ambi because apparently nobody makes a left-handed charging handle. So Nice. Nice. What do you got? Radiant Raptors. Um... I have the original. I have the original. And the, I have the SL, SL Slimline. I have the SL and then the uh, LT. So, All of which are fantastic. Ooh, and also, I will be looking, so I am getting some suppressors. That is the POF. Yeah, POF. Trigger. Yeah, POF three and a half pound single stage. Awesome. Yep. So, I mean, we've already gone over muzzle devices in a previous episode. Um, mm-hmm. Backup sites, I'd say... You're not going to go wrong with the uh, Magpul uh, MBUS Pros. I really don't like the way the MBUS look, but those are, you know, good budget flip-up sites to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have the uh, I have the Magpul MBUS sites, the, the polymer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're garbage. I broke the front sight, so I mean, it, yeah, I would say invest. I don't run it at all. Um, here's the thing: uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna do backup iron sights, um, get a good set. You're gonna spend two hundred dollars on them. Unfortunately, yep. uh, there are a lot of companies out there that make cheaper ones. They are not good. And if you just want them, so honestly, the ones that I have are fake MBUS Pro sight. They're they look exactly like them. That now they actually look exactly like them. And they even have the Mad Pool logo, but they were actually true backups, meaning they sight in just fine. They click in and out of position just fine. And that was if my optic ever failed out in the field, I could still do something with it. But now I have a 193 mount, so it doesn't even co-witness. So there's no point for them to even be on that. <laughs> yeah, no. And to be, to be 100% honest, um, I think that most of the time, um, most people who have backup iron sights state that they are important. And they never zero them. I, I have a feeling I've I've picked up so many rifles that have backup iron sights on them, shoot backup iron sights and go, Oh, your backup iron sights aren't zeroed. Well, I have them on there just in case my optic goes down. So you didn't zero it. Like it makes no sense to me as to why you would run backup iron sights and not zero them. <laughs> That's common knowledge for you. Common sense rather. Well that just makes most perfect people sense. Don't have any common sense. Oh, and just a quick honorable mention to uh Odin works. They make good mag release buttons. So I have an extended mag release. I believe it's the X, the XMR three or something like that. But it's a good one. Uh, aesthetically pleasing and it's lightweight because it has lightning cuts all what inside the, of it. What is the point of this? It's it's a good one. If my hand shifts, only happens every once in a while. But there's something that I do on my. It's just you're very to, tactile. You try to put the gun sideways. I was going to say something that I do where <laughs> on the regular one just makes it. But this one, you don't even have to get a positive purchase. You can slip it. You can do all types of weird slaps and you're still going to get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's so, anything. but it, I don't know anything about oh, it. Then again. Um, in the last bit, we can just make another honorable mention. Excuse Trigger Mike for his brain farting. I do that a lot. 
I had a drinking <laughs> accident when I was 26 and they told me that I was going to, I'm sorry, 25. I'm sorry. I'm lying again. 24. <laughs> and they told me I was going to have short term memory loss for the rest of my life. <laughs> All right. Honorable mention. What's that thing under the Cobra? The trigger guard? The trigger guard. <laughs> so the Cobra by Strike Industries. That's actually something good from Strike Industries. How much was this? Less than 20 bucks. It's like $16. Forward controls designs, $14. No, but look at the Cobra. Look at that bit that sticks out. Why do I need that? It actually helps with your muzzle. Um, muzzle. Mag. If you are pull your mag too far back, it will stop it from going in. It makes no sense to me, but I'll just I'll let it. I'll let you talk about whatever bullshit. Well, I mean, look at it. It's a it's a bit. Was that one marred up or my other one? But you can see some scratches on it. It works. Uh huh. Yeah. But for under twenty bucks, how much was that one? Fourteen dollars. Yeah. So I was like, this one was like sixteen, seventeen bucks. Yeah. Have an extra. I have more metal than you. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is metal. I said I have more metal. I have the lip. Ooh, ooh, like I want more weight on mine. <laughs> but you, you guys already have great. the heaviest fucking AR imaginable. Well, I do like hev- heavier for uh, recoil. I'll take the recoil. Just like my wife takes the recoil. And you say that every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, you guys have been great, but make sure to listen to this episode if you really want to start a rifle build. I think we gave some good info here. Um, and that's inexpensive. Like, don't go... Yeah, one of those people. So, so here's a funny thing that, that we need to state. Once you start building, you're not going to keep this stuff. You're going to find new stuff that yeah. you like. And then you're gonna Better be like, stuff. Hmm, you're going to shoot. Go. You're going to come out shooting with us and shoot our stuff and say, <laughs> I want more stuff <laughs> or yeah. different stuff. So take it slow. Take it easy with these builds. Build them, you know, to be functional and then get into different things and realize why you would want something different, not just because it's expensive or it's what highly rated. It's really what works for you and what's um, functional for your purposes. Yeah, the only reason why I bought the Mark IV Federal is because it's green and it's going on the green machine. So there we go, guys. Uh, as I always say, shoot them in the face. What do you always say, Mike? Stay dangerous. There we go. Stay dangerous and shoot them in the face. Have a good one, y'all.